with your palate cruisers. Show me what you got. Welcome into a brand new episode of Audio Knots, your pop culture palate cleanser. It is the year 2022, the first episode of the new year. I am Eric Oldboy online with the amazing Spider Wren. What's going on, my man? Man, 13 days. Huh? We waited 13 happy, days, but we're happy here. Happy New Year, man. At least we're here. It's been a hot, a hot second. Yeah, we're back. We're back in action. You know, the one thing about having the long delays is we always have lots of good stuff to talk about. So we're jam-packed. You you were telling me we might have a surprise guest. Oh, so yeah. there's just so much going on that's like, yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. What did you do? We're backing up a little bit. What did you do over your holidays? Uh, mostly chill, you know, all the stuff happening outside that's out of my control. Yeah. Kind of chill. And uh, just kind of focus on my uh, apparel business. Nice. How's that going? Um, it's good. Getting a lot of traction. So making some some money, it's, it's fine. It's always fun. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Do you do anything for the new year? Any special celebrations? Well, I got invited over um, to my uncle's house and it was his birthday slash New Year. So I'm like, you know what? That's too much drinking, man. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna pass, dude. So I stayed older. Home. Yeah, I yeah. Stayed home, watches like K-pop concert with my sisters. Nice. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Super chill, dude. And that's why I'm not sick. See, stay there. Home, it man. is. Stay home. Stay safe. That's yeah. that's the trick. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing pretty good. Uh, Boy Danger caught the COVID again. I mean, he is the COVID kid at this point. He plays a lot of sports, I think, is where he's getting it from. So I think the first time was from football. This time was from the basketball squad. He doesn't seem all that sick this time. So maybe it gets a little bit easier each time. And I know the new variant's not so bad. Does he Does he be like uh, six feet apart, man? This is the danger zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Step into the danger zone. Stay away six feet. Uh, yeah, I mean, he seems, it was amazing. He like seemed like he felt like crap yesterday. Seems perfectly fine today. Just a little tired. He says he gets winded really easy. So that's pretty your typical COVID type things, I think. Yeah, you were telling me he like feels better today, like nothing happened. Yeah, it was kind of surprising how quickly he's rebounded. But, you know, he's had it once before right at the very beginning. He's been vaccinated. And then you go ahead and say, you know what? I haven't tried this new variant. Let's try it out. So he decided to try that out. And so I'm not sure how, you know, how much he likes it. Yeah, it reminded me of like getting a the vaccine shot, right? You feel crappy and the next day you're like, you're fine. That's yeah, like, oh. it's, yeah, that's an excellent point. It seemed very much like his reaction was like when you get the vaccine. Nice. Well, hopefully uh, he recovers well. And- I think so. Uh, I think the real danger zone, honestly, is this his, his gaming microphone too? Oh, no. <laughs> so homie sick boy has been in here going, ah, you know, playing his games. And here I am face to face with it. So I'm going to try to stay. You know, so I use my, I have this like little spray that's supposedly to sanitize microphones. So I tried that. I went through the whole thing with Clorox, <laughs> Clorox oh, wipes. And we are not sponsored by Clorox. No, no, not at all. Not at all. But uh, yeah, did you get any uh, good gifts for Christmas? Anything cool that you're like want to brag about? Uh, this year we, uh, we spent too much money traveling. Oh, nice. And yeah, so, you were, you're going everywhere. Yeah, because I went to Hawaii in December too. That's probably that's that's the reason why we didn't do a you know more podcasts. Is 
But uh, we spent too much money, so we decided to do Secret Santa this year. Nice. And then Very I'm cool. like, you guys should just buy me a sticker paper so I can make stickers. Nice. That's a good gift. Yeah, so all of my gifts is just stuff that that potentially makes me more money. So my gift is just making money, I guess. You're, you're, you got the gift of earning income. Yeah. There you go. That's awesome. I didn't get any special gifts, really, but check this out. This is something my son got from his grandma. Let's see if I can bring it down here. Is it another figurine? It's better. Let's see. How long is this cord? Oh, is the cord long enough? Let's see. Oh, shit. Wait, let me get mine, too, since you're doing that. Yeah, do that. Here we go. Oh, I'm trying to see if I can work it down. See my bed, my messy bedroom? Look, look at this. It's the uh, proof that Tony Stark has a heart. Yeah, it's the thing from uh, from the the Iron Man movies. It's the the power thing that goes in his chest. And it's so bright in here you can't tell, but when you tap it, it lights up. Oh, there you go. Oh, nice. Isn't that cool? that's, that's part of it. That's pretty. Yeah, cool. yeah. That was pretty neat. He keeps it up on top of the PC. I got this for myself for Christmas. I got a little uh, Dragon Ball figure. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he's I have, cool. I never opened it, so I'm going to try to open it right now. Oh, yeah. an unboxing? unboxing? This is an episode oh, of episodes. Yeah. So full. Well, taped up and everything. You had to describe it for those just listening. So he's got a, a little <clears throat> box. It's uh, half the size of like a shoe box. Yeah, little little Goku from Dragon Ball. My favorite, my favorite character of all time. It's the kid version, not the. Would you call version. that chibi style? That 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 kind of action figure. Well, it's not chibi style because it, it's just him as a child. Oh, okay, so that's just how he's made. Yeah, Ooh, that's pretty. Cool. Oh yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, he's just a kid. Dope. That's super cool. Yeah, uh, Boy Danger got all sorts of action figures, but they're. I'm looking up. They're up on the shelf up here. I'm not gonna bother grabbing them, but it's a lot of like shirtless bros with like blue and yellow hair punching each other for some reason well on the bright side your your room is not full of like uh big boob waifus everywhere. <laughs> that's right no big yeah. booby waifus so we're, we're doing pretty good um yeah that's awesome that's in the other secret room <laughs> <laughs> that's cool all right man are you ready to start the show make it official yeah oh yeah we have a guest today so um he's gonna pop in anytime Okay. And we're just gonna keep going. So we'll see. Yeah, what we'll we'll stop wherever we're at and uh, start talking to our guests. I'm really excited for this. Yeah, me too. All right, so let's start though with the healthy stream. Okay, so uh, we've been gone for a hot minute, and Hawkeye, the TV show Hawkeye on Disney Plus, it wrapped up. Uh, what were your thoughts on the whole season now that you've seen it? I I kind of low key enjoyed the whole season. You know, it was like low key. Low, yeah, low key. It, it very, it very kind of like just humanized uh, Hawkeye and made it relatable to us, you know, as non superhero. You know, like he just they humbled him down and make made him extraordinary at the same time. So yeah, no, I I agree, and I think that uh, here's a few spoiler alerts for anybody who hasn't watched Hawkeye. Maybe you know, stick your fingers in your ears and go na 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 na. What did you think about Kingpin uh, showing up in the end? Did you think it was awesome? Were you disappointed with the way they portrayed him? 
Well, I'm just glad that they got the actor. Uh, I forgot same his actor. name. Yeah, Vincent Diofrano or something like that. Vincent something D something. Yeah, I, I'm so happy that uh, he's in it. Um, and I do realize that this is Disney show, so they yes. did tone him down a little bit. I mean, he got he got his ass kicked by Kate Bishop, who is just a starting uh, starting superhero. <laughs> It was kind of interesting, right? So they, I liked it too. I like that they had Kingpin, but at one point they made him kind of OP where he was like just S whipping stuff all around. No big deal. Yeah. But then when it came to fighting this like young teen girl, he got, he got kicked all over the place. Yeah. Cause I remember you watch uh daredevil and he fights daredevil. He fights uh the punisher, just like yeah. super just gruesome fighting. You know? And yeah. here you're like, Oh no, t- teeny bopper. Here we go. <laughs> But yeah, you're right. It's on the Disney Channel. It's not on Netflix anymore. So things have changed uh, as far as that goes. But I don't know. I I like uh, I liked it. I'm glad that he's back. Uh, if anybody saw the ending, I don't think he's gone for good. I think we'll definitely no. see him again. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that. I would say if I was ranking Hawkeye with all the Disney Plus Marvel shows, it's probably my second favorite one, right behind. Sick. Yeah, I know. Wow. Is it a hot take? That's a hot take, man. Crazy. I'd put it right behind Loki. Loki's my favorite. Wow. Mine is Wanda, Loki, okay. Hawkeye, and then Winter Soldier. I mean, Falcon. That's a pretty good list. I, I'm very similar. I'm going Loki, Hawkeye, Wanda, Winter Soldier. I think Winter Soldier is just on the bottom because it was kind of paint by the numbers. Yeah, it was It was just too, like, it's too just... uh kind of like a generic Marvel show that we right. expected sort of thing. So, I mean, it was good, that's ex- but that's exactly right. There out was of the, nothing unexpected. Yeah. Out of the four, it was my least favorite. Yeah. Agreed. I think we could both agree on that. Um, yeah. So Hawkeye was pretty good, but the big Marvel news, the big Marvel news since we've been gone is the Spider-Man came out. And I think that uh, there's no way to talk about this without being heavy on spoilers. So if you oh, haven't no. seen the new Spider-Man movie and for some amazing reason, haven't already figured out the big, the big spoilers, I'm shocked. But uh, what did you think about the amazing, I guess it's just called Spider-Man, right? Or No I'm, Way Home. I mean, the amazing Spider-Man is one thing, but yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, it was like what we predicted to be, but it was still cool to see it happened and cool to see how it happened yeah so um i enjoyed it man i i fanboy the crap out of it and i was just i was i'm not those like very vocal like woo, let's go yeah yeah. i'm just like clapping and hitting my wife (laughs) so my my wife like felt all my excitement so it was pretty cool how loud was your theater was there lots of cheering and clapping well there's no cheering with the first cameo, but when okay. uh, Garfield came in, yeah, it, it started there, and then it just expanded louder and louder. The next scene, it was funny. So I went with my wife and son, and my son's uh, girlfriend, and we all went together. And uh, my wife, right when we sat down, she leans over to me because it was you know we go to the Podunk Theater here in town. And there's never that many people, and it was actually full. And she leans over and she goes, "There better not be cheering or clapping." <laughs> I'm like, oh, you picked the wrong yeah. movie because it was like opening weekend. It was like the Saturday of the opening weekend. And uh, I honestly was one of the first people to really cheer. And I didn't even mean to. It was like genuine, like caught me off guard because I think we all knew that all three Spider dudes were going to show up. Yeah. But 
I don't think, at least I wasn't certain that we were going to get, spoiler, 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 Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Like, I'd heard that might happen, but didn't know what happened for sure. And so when he popped out, I was like, hot damn. I was so excited. And she looked at me like she was going to stab me. Like, what are you doing? But then she saw it coming. As soon as all the, the spider bros started, like, popping out, people were cheering. We had one guy stand up. People were waving their arms. It was insanity. I'd never been in a theater that crazy before. That that's awesome. I would be so annoyed too. <laughs> well, like when uh, uh, when we first saw Charlie Cox, yeah, you know, that Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's like pointing. Oh yeah, that was, <laughs> that was me. you. I'm like, oh, copy my wife. That that's him. Nobody else knew what's happening because they didn't they didn't watch Daredevil. Yeah, I'm like, yo, let's go. I felt that too. So we had a few cheers other than myself for Daredevil, but I feel like there was a lot of people who didn't know that, you know, because he's like, and caught that thing real fast. Yeah. And like, how how did you do that? Well, I'm a good lawyer, but uh, we all knew who that good lawyer was. And it was so exciting. Yeah. And like, my wife's like, who's that? I'm like, he's the guy from Stardust. Oh, that guy. (laughs) (laughs) The best part about it, the, the side win for this on me is my wife came home and wanted to watch Daredevil. So we've been rewatching, or I've been rewatching. She's been watching for the first time the Netflix Daredevil show now that it's been canonized into the MCU. And uh, she really liked the first season to where she was asking each night, are we going to watch Daredevil? Are we going to watch Daredevil? Let's yeah. go. I know. I love- it's great. God. Daredevil's yeah, it's good. I love it. It's such a good show. But back to Spider-Man. Um, I thought it was a pretty good movie. I really enjoyed it quite a bit. I thought it was a little fan servicey, like almost like they said, here's the movie that they've been clamoring for. We're going to give them everything they want. You know, they practically yeah. just let the internet write this thing. And I thought that because of that, it lacked a little bit. And it was, I would say it was this close to being my favorite Spider-Man movie of all time. But because of how fan service it was, and maybe that'll change over time. I'm still going to say Spider-Verse is my numero uno. What about you? Yeah, I think for me, Spider-Verse is just, mind-blowing and you can't beat that you know it, yeah but then again you're like comparing animation to live action so it's sure. kind of hard to but and it's uh, very rare for me though to pick animation over yeah. live action yeah you're the guy that just started watching animation yeah right yeah, exactly for me i gave it a solid eight out of ten nice very uh, nice i would give it a i'd give it an eight out of ten as well i i needed like a, a villain that was very very you know, sinister. And I felt like Hobgoblin wasn't enough. He was just, it was, even though they made him like super strong, like, yeah, make him more accurate. But he wasn't like, oh man, a main arching, like the main villain, you know. Were there any moments that made you tear up? We had one lady sitting behind us that was like vocally sobbing, just bawling her eyes out, two different points. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not me, but my little sister went with us too, and she yeah. was balling too. And then before we went, she you know follows Tom Holland, and Tom Holland said, "Make sure to bring tissues." Yeah, and so she brought tissues, and yeah, she probably cried at the same point that lady cried too, which was which. What? Which moments got her the worst? Do you think? Um, I think when Aunt May was doing her speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Aunt May got me a little 
a little choked up, but I kind of I kind of got what they're doing. I love that she got to give the power of responsibility speech. Yeah, <laughs> that was cool. The one that kind of surprisingly got me is I had I knew I knew that all the Spider Bros were going to be in this, so I'd been really watching all the old movies, and the scene where Andrew Garfield gets to save the day with MJ. Yeah. Of all things, that got me. Like I didn't actually Dang. cry, but it like made me have that like lump in my throat. Like, oh, he, he got it. I love it so much. Yeah, for a sec, you thought you had COVID. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, oh. it's just feelings. <laughs> this, this is what feelings are. <laughs> yeah, that that scene got me too because you know I I've been preaching since day one that Andrew Garfield is my favorite Spider Man. Yeah, and now everybody's on that bandwagon. Like, come on. You you have been saying that I, I can admit you've been saying it. I used to always think he was way too cool for school to be Spider-Man or Peter Parker. Like I never thought he was the best Peter Parker, but he might actually be the best Spider-Man because he's so quippy. He's got the jokes, yeah, all that stuff. And now that all Marvel, all the characters are pretty damn cool, he fits in pretty well. Yeah, I think my favorite uh meme now that it's been a while is when he was dressing up as Spider-Man, taking pictures. At like yeah. in Hollywood Boulevard, and yeah. he gets money and he takes off his mask. It's him. He's like, yeah, yeah, damn, it's freaking funny. He seems like a cool cat too. Like, yeah. he, I think what's extra amazing too that a lot of us don't think about is how every damn Marvel superhero is is like British, and we just don't talk about it. You know, homie's British, Daredevil's British. You know, like you get like three, yeah, two out of the three Spider Man are Brits. It's like incredible. Damn. Shout out. Yeah, way to go, Britain. You guys are killing it with your superheroes. So, but uh, yeah, Spider-Man, if you haven't seen it, you should see it. It's a fantastic movie. Uh, it's just, it's really good. It was a great conclusion. Uh, what did you think about the end, the end credit scenes? Uh, hold on. Which yeah, one? I remember them now. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. So the last one was just a straight up trailer yeah. for Doctor Strange. And then the one before that was, I think, the uh, Tom Hardy one, correct? Oh, yeah. Tom Hardy, it, you know, it's, it is what it is. I, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with it. But the second one, I kind of I got mad in a way because they didn't give us a, you know, more, more scenes of the movie right. or whatever. They gave us a straight up trailer that was going to come out anyways. <laughs> damn a little jobbed by the whole thing you're like what the hell man but then the only thing that was cool was seeing uh dark um doctor strange oh yeah they pulled it right out of uh what if yeah so i'm I'm glad that i I finished what if oh shit let's go yeah i gotta give marvel credit they are experts experts at tying everything together it's it's fantastic yeah i i I want to see um his uh storyboard just like lines everywhere yeah it's like the charlie day meme we're just yeah. like going crazy <sighs> yeah for sure for sure uh back to disney plus i've been watching a lot of kids movies because you know that's what grown men grown men do in their spare time um i don't know if you've seen any of these but i watched uh encanto is that how you say it yeah right encanto mm, yeah well, well, the, the enchanted well, movie you know yeah and I watched Ron's Gone Wrong, which was, I think, a Fox movie that Disney picked up and was able to put, you know, on their their service as well. So um, did you see either one of these movies? No, Bob. OK, so I'm going to save you. Uh, uh, I'm going to save you some time. Uh, Encanto is so boring. <laughs> 
Yeah, I kind of got that because uh, my sisters, they started watching it and yeah. I walked by. And then later on, it wasn't on anymore. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> they got bored with it, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Disney's doing this new thing, and I don't know why, where they don't have a protagonist or an antagonist. They have no villain. And it's just like people like the antagonist itself is just life. Oh, freaking life. And like the rest of us have it. We like to get away from it. And so, I mean, the animation was gorgeous. Yeah. The voice acting was, you know, on point. Um, but the overarching plot was just kind of like, in the end, you're just kind of like, who cares? I mean, wow. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't for me. And maybe this movie wasn't made for me, which is okay too. But uh, yeah, it was a little slow. Cool. I'm glad I didn't <laughs> spend time watching it then. However, Ron's Gone Wrong is a silly, dopey movie. It's not amazing either, but it's more silly. So the, the basic plot of Ron's Gone Wrong is this dude, this uh, kind of like Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg bro has created these robots that all the kids have. And they, they're basically like rolling around series. They, they say and do whatever you want them to do. And of course, this one kid wants one, but he's too poor to get one. So his dad buys one off like the back of a truck <laughs> and its name is wrong. But Ron doesn't work right. And, you know, there's all this stuff that happens and it's just, it's one of these kind of cutesy little kids, definitely a little kid movie. Uh, I, I didn't mind it. It was, it was funny in parts. Uh, the main voice of Ron is Zach Galifianakis, which is always kind of cool. I, I dig him, but uh, I like Ron's gone wrong better than Encanto. I'd give Ron uh, six and I'd give Encanto a four. Wow. Pretty, uh, pretty average. Yeah, pretty average. You know, they're kids' movies, and I'm a grown man too. So, but, you know, I would imagine your average eight year old would probably love both of these movies. 10 out of 10. Yeah, for sure. Watch of it course. again. I tell you what, the colors in, in the Encanto movie were gorgeous. I mean, it was a good looking movie. I mean, Disney's been doing uh, great animation. So, yeah, they're, they're really, it's nice though. I mean, getting to get these movies so quickly on streaming services, you know, because there's no way I would have gone to the theater for either one of those. The fact that I could just kind of watch it at home, you know, while, you know, drinking a soda and eating chips or whatever. It's great. Love it. Nice. I think it's time for the Star Wars bros to kick it into gear because we have some hot Star Wars talk for the first time in a while. Play that track. So uh, the book of Boba Fett has debuted and we've gotten what three episodes at this point. Yes. Yeah. What do you, what are you thinking? How are you feeling about Boba Fett? Have you seen all the episodes? Are you caught up? I've only seen the first two. I was okay. going to watch one today, but I uh, ran out of time before okay. the podcast. Yeah, that's cool. Um, so far, the first two, I really enjoy it. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I thought the first episode was pretty good. It was very quiet. That was the one thing I noticed is there wasn't a ton of talking. It was kind of like, we want to make sure you know how Boba Fett got from where you knew him in the movies to today. Yeah. And that, yeah. And that was cool. I don't, I, I don't dislike that, but it was a very quiet, 
not a lot of dialogue wasn't really concerned with moving the, the overarching plot forward at that point it was playing catch up for the audience yeah i i, I like that because it kind of like just it sh- gave me the visual of him mm-hmm. coming out and you know surviving I'm like yes was, let's go yeah no I, I didn't hate it by the time we got to the second episode I really liked it. I enjoyed the second episode uh, really well. I love that they introduced us to Black Krakistan or whatever the hell his name is. You know, the big mean bounty hunter Wookiee. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Black Wookiee. Yeah, he is cool. I liked him a lot. Uh, what did you think about episode two? That one was more action packed with the heist and everything. Yeah. So I enjoyed it a lot. I mean, the whole yeah, but him struggling and then teaching and, you know, getting that train. That was pretty cool. I dig it. It was really cool. And here's the best part about the whole thing is while I was watching the show, I started like really paying attention to the Tuscan Raiders. And I realized I can do a Tuscan Raider impression. Holy crap. Are you going to try it for us? I think, I think we should try. <laughs> I, you know what I should have done? <laughs> I hate that you're already laughing at me is I should have practiced. <laughs> so when I heard it, you know how sometimes you can make an impression when you hear it and then you can immediately mimic it. I feel like yeah. I was doing that, but now I got to try to remember like what this, you know, sounded like. So give me a minute to kind of like work my way into it. Cause I learned the trick to the Tuscan Raider impression <laughs> is kind of sucking in air while you make the noises, right? Not, oh, not yeah, right. projecting air. So it's like, <laughs> what do you think? Is that, is that a Tuscan oh, Raider? <laughs> You should audition, man. Bro, I <laughs> realized that's you. that's literally all it is. Sucking in air and making weird noise. I told me I did that for literally, literally four hours after we watched the episode to where I thought my wife was gonna divorce me. And I told her, I said, listen, I'm gonna do this on the podcast. She goes, Oh my god, don't embarrass yourself. <laughs> People care about listening to our podcast with like audio up. <laughs> what is this? Why is it so loud? But uh, that's yeah, pretty no. good. Yeah, that's pretty right. good, man. Okay, nine so. out of ten. You should have been on the show. There you go. I'll I'll perfect it. Do I'll work on it. Maybe bring it back in another episode. But moving on to episode three, the one you haven't seen. So episode three. Remember, for me personally, episode one was pretty good, but not amazing because I understood the setup. Very quiet. Episode two was great. Nine and a half out of ten. Fantastic Star Wars TV. Episode three all of a sudden jumped way back for me. Uh, I felt it was, as the kids say, very Disney-fied. I've often heard a lot of these Star Wars haters bitch about the Disney-fying of uh, uh, Boba Fett and Star Wars in general. And I never really thought about it until this episode where it felt like, boy, what is going on? This doesn't feel very Star Warsy. Wow. Is it, um, what do you call it? Uh, different director it was robert rodriguez which by oh, the still? way is one of one of my faves that guy's awesome you yeah. know other than spy kids if you ignore all that homies made some awesome movies like some of my favorites um so no it wasn't i don't think it was the director's fault i don't think it was just kind of an odd choice with scripting they have like this like teen biker gang which is already kind of a weird thing to think about in star wars but they were driving like these colorful floating vespas Nice. And it was like so out of place that it kind of was weird to me. Um, but I mean, they they reintroduced some monsters we'd seen in previous iterations of Star Wars. That was kind of cool. 
Oh, and we got, I'll give, I'll give Robert Rodriguez this. He's bringing in some of his pals that he uses in films. He brought in uh, Danny Trejo, you know, the mean looking guy. That looks machete. Like to, yeah, machete himself. Dude, it was awesome. I would love for him to have lots of parts in Star Wars. He's great. Wait, did he, did he like dress up as something or was he just playing himself? No, he was himself. And, you know, when you're that badass looking, you don't cover it in like colorful makeup. Yeah. So I did enjoy his kind of cameo. I'm hoping maybe we'll see him again. But that that was pretty cool. Even though I have noticed that this uh, Star Wars show has a lot of celebrity cameos. I'm starting to see more and more celebrities I know showing up and doing stuff, which is a little odd. Yeah, like that one lady, the, the alien lady with the. Yeah, with um, the- Jennifer Beals from Flashdance. Sometimes, still, yeah, sometimes when you like alien find them, they just look better. Like she's still smoking hot. You know, I looked yeah. it up. I'm like, gosh, she's got to be old because Flashdance came out when I was a kid. And uh, so I looked it up. She's 58 years old. So See? I'm like, good on her. Whatever she's doing is working. Tell you, man, it's the alien makeup, dude. <laughs> so you're saying I only like her because she's been alien fied? Yes. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's happening. We have somebody appreciate you guys uh, for having me today. You guys are all decked out with headphones and everything. I'm here. Yeah. Alt mode, level one. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. No worries. Go ahead, Ren. You can, you can be in charge of the oh. interview. I'll just comment as okay. we go. All right. So today we have a special guest. His name is Alex, and he is an influencer. Do you consider yourself an influencer? Uh, at this point, uh, actually, I've always have deep down. It's just, um, you know, the calling has, you know, it's uh, it's called out to me. So kind of come to fruition lately. You seem to be getting more and more popular. Yeah. Uh, you know, that that comes with the impact that I want to make for everyone. And and that impact is positivity and love and just a future of unity for our people and people across the whole world. Like, that's all I want to do. And if the fame and the popularity comes with it, you know, I, I'm fine with it. Like, <laughs> it it uh, doesn't hurt to be good looking too. That's part of <laughs> why you got so much followers. <laughs> uh, BB is in the eye of the beholder. Where am I? Oh, there I am. Yeah, Ren. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. I mean, that's why we're so popular is because yeah. we're so darn handsome. You know, mm-hmm. oftentimes I find myself taking off my shirt as well. Not on camera, though. People would be sad then. I'm jealous that you guys have beards. I wish I could grow in just as nice as you guys. (laughs) I'm trying, dude. This is like two weeks, man. Mine's turning gray. That's the saddest part. You know, the older you get, the more you have to watch all that. Hey, some some people love that. The grayish. We're just happy that we have a guest. We we rarely get any guests. And so we are grateful that you could join us. We really are. I'm blessed and grateful that you guys have me on here. So likewise yeah apparently we're really big in russia so you might get a lot of russian followers number two in russia on uh apple podcasts wow that's impressive number two that's that's big (laughs) (laughs) well tell tell us a little about your uh what you're doing and a little about yourself yeah so um my name is alex uh my last name is pomovan and it's a long last name it's a Lao name so i cut it short and so it's not too complicated for my followers. So I go by Alex Palm on all my social handles. Um, let's see. 
and my Hmong clan name is Vang, so Hmong Ba. And um, I back in 2011 is when I had it switched. My mother had it switched, and then I was the only Vang. And then, you know, I didn't want to be the lone wolf out, so I switched my last name. Um, so in my content, I tackle a lot of social injustices that go on in the Hmong community. And um, so it's been it's been very interesting. So there's a lot of people who are against it. And there's a lot of people who support it, but um, yeah, because you know I I know the culture too, and there is a lot of like you know a lot of pride in the in the culture, mm-hmm. and sometimes there's too much pride, right? To where, no, you should just stick to you know our people and our people only, oh, bro. That's just too much pride, dude. Like, it's okay, it's okay to you know branch out. Basically, like my goals is to pretty much lift, uplift our community into yeah. mainstream and just show the world that you know we can be great, and to show our people, the younger generation, that you can be who you want to be as long as you put your mind to it, and um, don't let anybody take that dream away from you because it's it's kind of rooted in our in our heritage where um, there's a lot of negativity, and I just want to change that culture that. You know, to teach our younglings that if you want to be an actor, go be an actor. If you want to be an author, go write your own books. Like, nothing's stopping you but yourself. And I think a lot of that gets affected by the negativity from um, the older generations. And so I'm just empowering everyone, like, to be like myself or to be whoever you want to be. If you have a celebrity that you like or an actor that you want to be like, Go for it. Yeah, I can you consider yourself like an you come from like a non-traditional family, right? Because you're um you're kind of like half and half. See, so you're like you know, double dipping. It's been interesting growing up in a non as a, from a non-traditional family. Um, you know, I would always go over to my Hmong friends' houses and um they won't their parents won't consider me Hmong. But I never really had it affect me. And I never really saw that until I got older. And so you know, it didn't really affect me growing up because I've always kind of been positive. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, I just want to pretty much empower our community to break away from the stigmatism, the, the prejudice and just uh, the racism that's rooted in our heritage. And- Your message seems pretty strong. Rin was the first one to really introduce me to the Hmong community. And uh, when he was telling me about you, I started watching your videos on Instagram and TikTok, and it's it's really good. I think that it could be very expi- inspiring for people everywhere. It doesn't have to be in any specific specific community, but I, you're, you're, what you're doing it seems really good and powerful. Gosh, I appreciate it. You know, um, the inspiration that I get all of this from is basically like from my own mental health because mm-hmm. several it was my mental health was dwindling on a string and um, basically I just don't want people to feel like that if I can make someone's day then to me that's all that matters and um, that's why I try to spread a lot of positivity through my TikToks and my social media platforms I get a lot of messages from my followers saying like how I've made their day and 
it really hits me deeply just because I've been in that hole and I've literally had to claw out of my, out of a hole to be where I am today. And so I empathize with. Mm. I mean, for, for a hot minute, you were really, you were like TikTok before TikTok happened. Right. And then you just disappeared. Like where did Alex go? That was it. Yeah. He was gone. And then now you're back, you know, better than ever. So uh, it was I'm glad. It was a hard time. Yeah, but I'm back and stronger than ever. And so when I get a lot of people who send a lot of hate and negativity towards my way, you know, it's always an opportunity for me to help change your perspective because really the hate that people send is just a reflection. And especially since, you know, I'm fighting for essentially for people's rights. Like, I know I'm not wrong. So, um, you know. Well, you know, like, like any media, right? They focus on the bad more than the good. And I like how you don't let the bad, you know, just take over what you're trying to do. Oh, gosh. Yeah. It, it's been it's been fun and it's been um it shows real friction and real valid um that my work is valid and that you know i really am helping people when you fell into like you said you had a little bit of depression and you kind of worked your way out of it what was the types of things that you did to get out of it? i saw you had a lot of exercise videos and things like that was that was the physical help is related to your mental health as well Yes, definitely. Um, I relied on fitness a lot to help cope, you know, naturally cope with the, the stress and the depression. And um, it's been a key factor. And so that's why I do a lot of health and fitness and in my videos and all the subliminal messages that come through it, mm-hmm. uh, tackling the social injustices. You know, I've kind of combined it. So it's like, okay, you, people, my, my followers see the messages, but then they're also seeing that I'm working out and trying to promote that ideal for everyone because it's helped for me and i hope that it can help others when they watch it that's great yeah because it shows that you know you're not just preachy and you are doing what you preach and that's why people think you're more genuine and they follow you and they see it and i see it too so i i can, I can appreciate it i appreciate that <laughs> so much so do you um do you enjoy what you're doing oh absolutely like helping people is my thing. It's always been my thing. And I've had to help myself first. But mm-hmm. now that I really come to terms with who I am as a person, like now, now it's about helping other people. And I love seeing people in their best lights, their best light and enjoying the connection with everyone, especially with the Fresno New Year and the, um, the concert and in the future projects this year. It's just, I've met so many genuine people and it's been such a good experience. The positivity has been so contagious. Like the culture that I've created on my social platforms is that when someone comes and comments something negative or messages something negative, it's gotten to the point where it gets filtered out by all the people in the community. Like, oh, like get that out of here. Yeah, we're nice. curving that. We're curving that bad GG out of here. <laughs> nice. They got your back. That's great. Speaking of uh, projects, earlier in, in the show, I said that I was busy uh, doing apparel. This guy, Alex, reached out to me and said, hey, Ren, can you make t-shirts for me? 
because I want to spread my my awareness, spread the love. And so we got together and we came up with like a shirt design and we started a started this love um project and it's like hot fire, right? It's it's <laughs> man, it's it's contagious and everyone wants a piece of it. It's it's crazy. It's it's amazing the amount of support that um I've received that we've received and it's um like you said it's contagious. It's keeping me busy, dude. I get I get home from my main work straight to working again. I'm like, God damn it. I, <laughs> I'm like, I'm just I'm so tired. But then it's worth it, you know. Like I want to spread that that positive that positive attitude that you have. I want to do my part in this too. So it, I, it's it's when you're working with passion, you don't get tired. So that's why I, I do the things I do. Well, the real question is, and what's your, the next thing you guys are going to put together? What's the next thing? We've talked about it. Don't do it, man. You gotta say it. <laughs> He's like, don't spoil it. <laughs> no spoilers. I don't want to Tom Holland this. So. I know. <laughs> you, you thought about it. Man. I, I saw it in your eyes. Like, I'm going to spoil it. All right. Sorry. It doesn't hurt to try. <laughs> But um, anyways, our our um, podcast we do a lot of pop culture. We do talk mm-hmm. about a, a lot about shows and TVs mainly, and we were just talking about um, Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. And then you you then you got on. So um, what's your favorite TV show? So the audience know you know a little bit about Alex. Oh gosh, um, there's so many that I like, but um, I think the first that comes to mind is Avatar: The Last Airbender. Okay, nice. Yeah, that was a huge thing for me. And if I could pick any of the elements to work with, I would go with an airbender. No. (laughs) I'm a Gemini, so like it resonates with me as a person. Yeah, I'm more of a waterbender because I'm a healer and I support. I like that. There you go. I'm not a bender at all because I've never even watched that show. (laughs) (laughs) It's... It's like the greatest cartoon that's ever made in the West. I'm pretty sure my son's watched it because he is my little anime bro. And he's always like telling me all this stuff. So I I need to pay more attention. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. You know, people, people learn a lot about you from what you watch and what you like, Mm -hmm. you know, so Avatar, that's pretty good. Is there any uh, recent shows that you're watching right now? Yeah. Um, so on Netflix, I just finished season four of Cobra Kai. Oh, what did I got to hear what you thought? Because we I have it on my list to talk about Cobra Kai season four, and I have some very strong opinions. So I'm I'm curious what you think. Um, well, I'm a very positive guy. (laughs) Good. No (laughs) negative reviews. (laughs) So um, just my thought in it was I absolutely love the show. And I see what resonates with me is um, as long as the original characters are justified in mm-hmm. their um their writing then you know that's important to me so both johnny lawrence and daniel Russo, um i feel like it was their characters were well written especially for this reboot um and, and then also evolving with their children and evolving with different dynamics with all these kids and it's been very hilarious and it's been such um waves of moods i mean that's just my opinion and everybody gets their opinion <laughs> i i just started it so i don't i haven't seen it all yet 
Without getting too far into the weeds, have you guys ever seen the meme where someone starts drawing the horse and the horse is really detailed on its backside and as it works its way to the head of the horse in the drawing, it becomes like the stick figure like a two-year-old drew? That yeah. to me is Cobra Kai season one <laughs> to season four. <laughs> they can't argue with that. <laughs> yeah, I think season one is like the best one. Mm -hmm. And it's surprising that uh, YouTube was the one that did it. I know. I almost forgot that it did start on YouTube. That's right. Yeah. And then YouTube just says season two, but it wasn't that good. But then, like I said, I think Cobra Kai, you just have to like let your criticism go and just That's watch right. the show for what it is. Enjoy and it for like, what it is. You know, just flow with the silliness, flow with the quirkiness, just accept everything. And it's just, you know, crazy ass school battles. Let's go, you know, just like Royal Rumble, man. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we now that we have shows um what about movies what's your favorite movie oh gosh movie i have two favorite movies okay so the first one um just recently came out in theaters is uh spider-man no way home oh, oh yeah choice. we were just we were just talking about that earlier too yeah so like when i was younger back in elementary school um when the first spider-man movie came out with toby Maguire in 2000 mm -hmm. my brother got tickets for him and i damn you're young yeah, it, elementary yeah. school <laughs> it was amazing like you know in elementary school it's like i think if i recall now might have been one of my first movie experiences oh wow seeing toby like fly in the air and fight green goblin and then having green goblin come back like and then like andrew garfield his movie um, Amazing Spider-Man coming out in 2012, like, and then Tom Holland taking the throne now. It's it was just a huge melting pot of nostalgia. So that's why my favorite movie of all time. Really, it's a great movie. If there was any moments that kind of pulled at your heartstring, anything that made you tear up during Spider-Man? Gosh, so I cried. So much oh, now. straight up, nice. Up, like, Show some emotion. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. It's, During um, Aunt May or maybe Andrew Garfield's big scene. Um. So basically, gosh, uh, I cried so much. Like I said, I think, um, when I cried in that movie the first time was when Aunt May died. Yeah. And she was. I think it was the trembling, the trembling, and the acting was so good. And Tom Holland's emotions that they capture, like. Yeah, it was really good. It's it was phenomenal. And then she gave him the famous line. Oh, oh yeah, great responsibility. Oh, that gets you. And then when um um when they flew uh, when they swung up onto the I think the clock tower or something yeah. like that. And then all um Toby and Andrew they were telling their story of what they went through, and then I started crying again. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Ren that the moment where Andrew Garfield got to kind of redeem himself by saving MJ is what stuck up on me and got me. I did not see that coming, and that that one got me. Nice. Yeah, that was after, you know, after this movie and all the comments, like, literally on every platform, everyone's like, make The Amazing Spider-Man 3. Yeah, no, I agree. They should do he it. He still hasn't resolved his... um you know what he went through and his obviously his storyline like they have yep. to. 
I feel like, you know, they were building up the Sinister Six. And then uh, they have Morbius. They have the the Falcon. The Falcon? No, the Vulture. The Vulture. <laughs> yeah, Falcon's a good guy. Yeah, they could all be in Andrew's world and just make another one, you know? Yeah, I'd be down. And he still looks like the same from last time. Like, he didn't even age. No, he looks exactly the same. And then... um. The other favorite movie was, uh, I don't know if you both have heard it, but it, it's called Your Name. Your Name? Anime movie. Hmm. Oh, yeah. it's, it's right behind you, right? I saw that earlier. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, I think that was my favorite, first favorite movie, and then No Way Home. But if you haven't watched it, give it a, give it a show, uh, give, give it a chance, and then we can come back together and then just tell me what you think. <laughs> yeah, my my sisters love that sh- that movie. They like they swear by. It. I'm like I have never seen it myself, so I can't. I've, I've never seen it either. It's like, is there somewhere I can stream it, or do I need like Crunchyroll, or where do I even find it? Um, it's been out for a while now. Okay, you can I'll borrow my copy. I have okay. a physical copy. <laughs> Got it. Perfect. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I have a. I don't have a VHS or a DVD player, but I have a Blu-ray player. <laughs> It plays DVDs, I think. I can't yeah. remember the last time I even used that thing. Being a, a graphic designers, I can appreciate that in Japan, uh, when that movie came out, the poster they made was front mm. and back, right? And then when they put it into the sun, you, you could see the two characters together. Oh, that's cool. And so everyone's like, oh, shit. Their minds were blown. Yeah. That's really cool. All right, Alex, do you have anything else you want to share to the audience before we... Uh, let you go. If I'm speaking to the audience, um, just telling the audience, you can be anything you want to be. Um, the biggest obstacle is yourself. So, and what? Just, uh, just to make sure you believe in yourself, and don't let anyone take your dreams away from you. Uh, and once you get past the self doubt, you'll be unstoppable. Unstoppable, essentially. That's awesome. You know, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I see inspirational, motivational speaker in your future because yeah. you have a really strong message. You have an excellent way of presenting it. And uh, I, I see you going far, my friend. I appreciate you, Eric and Ren, so much for having me. And I'll do my best for you, for you both, you all, and our people and people all across the world. That's great. Yeah, that's great. We can appreciate that. Keep doing what you're doing do my best <laughs> all right all right alex well thanks for um hopping on we'll um we'll see you later talk to you later i uh hope to collaborate more with you you two and again i appreciate for uh to you both for having me on here today absolutely all right, all right thank you now we're back. That was an awesome interview. Uh, Alex did a great job. I'm so excited that he was able to visit and chat with us for a hot minute. That was really cool. Man, I'm like extra positive now, dude. Like if you, if you like uh, give me next to like another positive guy, they just bounce, bounce off. Like, I guy. love it. I love it. Hey, can I have 20 bucks? Are you positive? <laughs> no, no, oh, it didn't no. work that way. Darn. Oh, it was worth a shot. It was worth a shot. Uh, so before Alex came and gave us his amazing positivity, we were, we were yapping like a bunch of idiots about Boba Fett and hot alien chicks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know. Talk about a, hot, a switch, but, uh, yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about Boba Fett before we move on? Uh, I think, 
that's it for Boba Fett. I haven't seen the new episodes. I need to go back and, and actually watch it. Nice. Yeah. Um, I, I'm curious to hear your opinion on episode three because it wasn't terrible by any means. It's still a great show. I'm not right. telling people not to watch it. Of the three episodes, it was my least favorite. Yeah, I think the one reason why I really liked this Boba Fett was because Mandalorians set up the stage already. Yes. And then they're just using like, you know, the same music, same, you know, it looks the same. So it, it carries over. And um, I'm going to spoil a little bit for you just because that's the kind of guy I am sometimes. In episode three, they don't say it specifically, but you know, the puffy haired lady with the weird robots that helps out uh, uh, the Mandalorian every once in a while. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We see her in the background, which I thought was cool. So it's like making sure we understand the worlds are all tied together. And if these internet dweebs that I follow are true, they've been predicting or saying that we're going to get the Mandalorian in one of the last episode or two. And we might actually get uh, the Game of Thrones, Daenerys, whatever her real name is, uh, may show up as her solo character. Which yeah, because they're be saying cool. they're saying she's the big daddy, right? Yeah, they're saying she's taken over of the Crimson Tide or whatever the hell they're called. The Red Crimson or Crimson Wave. I can't remember. But the bad group that Darth Maul used to be in charge of, supposedly Kira. Ooh, look at me. I'm starting to Kira, remember things. Yeah, <laughs> Kira's in charge of it now. So uh, if these guys are right, if the interwebs aren't lying to us, we might get Kira later on, which I'm all for. I'm all about it. Oh, yeah, because and this is like pre-episode six, right? Yeah. No I think way. no wait hold up no hold on. this is after vader's done yes so, so she be, has to be old yeah it'll be much later yeah well you yeah. know star wars who knows how people age yoda's like 900 years old just oh, yeah, because she true. looks like a human doesn't mean she's necessarily a full human just like freaking bo katan man i'm like yeah she was the same when she was in clone wars in the mandalorian she you're like aged. what the heck yeah yeah I, i'm okay with it star wars can get away with it it's the kind of uh series that can pull that off because what do we know you know they're all aliens yeah none of them are earthly there's not a single earthling in star wars so there is no earth there is no earth it doesn't exist yeah yeah all right moving on to the next streaming friend netflix i got a bunch of stuff here on netflix i tell you what in between all the time we've had off i watch a crap ton of netflix um so let's start with the one i know you've seen all the way through i'm about no, I just finished it. I was going to say I'm about halfway, but I finished it last night. The Witcher oh. season two. Well, what did you think, Witcher season two? Man, I watched that in one sitting, dude. I was so high. No way. It. Yeah. For, for, it must have took the whole day. Just kidding. It was uh, two sittings, but. Okay. <laughs> it was two nights. Spent two, two nights, nights watching it. All um, right. And? For me, it wasn't like great. Like, oh my gosh, the amazing. This is so amazing. Yeah. It wasn't bad. Like, this is terrible. It right. was a solid show throughout the season. I would say this is where we disagree. We don't disagree a lot. We often have the same similar opinions. I loved it. I really liked The Witcher season two much more than season one. Season one was awesome. Don't get me wrong. I like season one. It was a great initial season for a TV show. But it did that thing where they kind of took us all sorts of different timelines and it was confusing and you had to like, you know, get a manual to figure out what the hell was going on. Yeah, that, that was irritating. Season two was a very streamlined, linear season, and I liked how it told the story of Siri and The Witcher and all these different things, and I learned so much, and I thought the effects were just 
dope. I thought the character work was good. And I got so strong of Game of Thrones vibes from this season versus season one that I said, this is what Game of Thrones used to make me feel like when I watched it. Wow. That's some, some good feelings, man. Like them killing off everybody. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I liked it. I liked the, the big baddie that we got. I liked some of the side character stuff. I don't know. I just really dug it. So for me, uh, the Witcher season two is a, a must watch. I'd give it a solid eight and a half. Yeah. I say it, it wasn't like super great to me. It was just solid. I enjoy it throughout. Like usually like solid line of me enjoying it. No ups and downs. It's just a solid line. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. What, what would you give it if you were putting it on the scale? Like seven, eight. Okay. So you're not that far yeah. behind. Okay. Like when I get excited, I'm like, that's a 10 out of 10. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it needed it needed more uh of the the bard guy, man. I guess. Oh, I love that guy. His songs yeah. are so good. Like I noticed it, they moved away from the nudity too. I'm like, oh man, every episode it gives you that little thing up in the corner that says language, violence, nudity. And then I'm like, where's the nudity? I never saw any naked people. Yeah. You're, you're killing me here, small. All you saw was like vampire boobs, you know, like what is, like, what is lame, it? Lame. Lame. They, they tease you with like the bath scene, like, oh, yeah, oh here we go. go. And then and like, psych. Nope. Yeah, that's fine. We We're got you in. <laughs> yeah, so you go ahead. You, you saw who um, at the very end, who they, who they reveal at the very end. Yeah, I've seen the whole, I've seen the whole show. So I watched it all the way through. And uh, I mean, who is, who are you, t- who are you speaking about specifically? The dude with the black hair at the very end. What about him? You know who he is, is he? right? No. Oh, wait, hold on. Do I know who he is from the previous season? Or do I need to watch something else? I think you should know, but I'm not going to Oh, say no, it. yeah. Yeah, sorry. I know who he is from this season because he's, spoiler alert, the big villain at the very, very end turns yeah. out to be Suri's dad. Is that right? Is that what we're getting to? Yes. Okay. Okay, sorry. I, I was a little sure. lost. You were you were you were being so vague. I'm like, what what black-haired villain? Then I'm like, okay. And that kind of caught me off guard because I was like, you know, they do that whole like we're walking behind them. You don't get to see who it is. Wait till he flips around. And I was like, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, because it's cool because in season one he was that that hitchhiked thing. So you can't really see who he is. Yes. Until okay. um, yeah, until he became human again when the you know Geralt saved him. Right. So that, that helps. That now you've described it to me. I never even like having watched season one and season two, I completely forgot that her dad was and I didn't maybe I didn't even recognize that her dad was the hedgehog guy. Yeah. And then he he is the 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 leader of the Nif Guardians or whatever they call. <laughs> the MILF Guardians. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're called either. You know, the, the one with the black armors, you know, those guys. Yeah. The, ba- the baddies. Yeah. The bad guys that live like on the, the moon or Mars or something. So that, okay. So the Witcher is cool. I liked it. Rin liked it. Not as much as I liked it. Um, you should definitely watch it. It definitely is a uh, more linear, easy to follow season. I, I just thought it was good. Yeah. I got, I got a lot of, uh, he's so hot. He's so, oh my God. He's so hot. Like every every scene, well, he then, is a hot guy. I'll yeah. give her credit for that. Yeah, and then after the end of the show, I'm like, man, I'm like starting to talk like Gerald, dude. I'm like, hmm. <sighs> where's the where's the monsters? You know, <laughs> good impression. I like it. Yeah, it's super good. Like it, it. it hurts my throat though. Every time I do that, I'm like, try being a Tuscan Raider. <laughs> <laughs> it really hurts my throat. 
Um, the other show I watched on the Netflix is the finale, the final season of Lost in Space. You know, this is a show Ren and I have raved about. We've been trying to convince everybody that they should be watching it because it's one of these shows. If you took this show, and I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again, and you stuck it on Disney Plus and got the Disney marketing machine behind it, it'd be one of the biggest shows of the year. And so the fact that it's been widely ignored, nobody's watching it. And I, I, you could throw a rock into a thousand people and not hit somebody who's even seen it. Nobody's seen this freaking no. show. It's fantastic. You're missing it. You should be watching it. So I will admit, I don't know. Have you seen the final season? Not yet. Okay. So it's very strong. It doesn't quite stick the landing, you know, but it is a good conclusion. So if you've been if you've been a Lost in Space fan from the beginning, you will get a nice, good conclusion. So that part I did like. I think they had good character arcs. They had good character finales. Um, it doesn't quite, like I said, stick the landing as satisfying as you might hope, but it's a good show from start to finish. Yeah, I think uh, I'll give it a watch once I finish all the shows that I'm watching. It's, it's on my list. I, I mean, downloaded to my iPad. It's definitely worth the watch. So anybody who hasn't seen Lost in Space should jump out there and watch it. You think that when people go on Netflix, they don't really look for like family oriented shows. We want the thriller. We want the, you know, the drama or whatever. Maybe. And if you're afraid that it's going to be too kiddie-ish of a show, yes, it's okay to watch with the whole family. It is a family show. But no, it's not so kiddie-ish that you'll be like, this looks like Nickelodeon. Yeah. So uh, it's a great show that everybody can watch. But you could watch it by yourself and still really like it. It's well made. And I'll never I'll die on the hill of saying it has some of the best special effects of streaming shows <laughs> I've seen anywhere, which is crazy. It took all the money, man. No one of the other shows are terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? Um, also on Netflix, speaking of Nickelodeon, have you seen season four of Cobra Kai? We kind of talked about that a little bit with Alex. <laughs> yeah, I think we talked everything I needed to say. I say everything you need to say in there in that segment. I was trying I haven't to seen get it. two in the weeds, but I was just about to say that it's awful. And I'm going to stick with that. I didn't want to hurt his feelings, but <laughs> God, Cobra Kai sucks. I love season one. Season two was okay. Season three jumped the shark. And season four is absolutely 100% a Nickelodeon show. And I'll leave it at that. I won't force the issue. Man, I'm, I'm in it for the ride, dude. All nice. in, man. I'm going to uh, love it. I'm loving it. After I watch it, I'm going to love it too. Well, I don't even like it. My dumb ass is still watching it. So there you go. You can have it. Uh, also on Netflix, before we move on, I don't know if you have anything you want to talk about on Netflix, but uh, they did officially okay. Not one, but two sequels to the movie Red Notice. We talked about two sequels, two sequels, which is awesome. So we're going to get some more rock, some more Ryan Reynolds, some more Gal Gadot. Win, win, win. Okay. Yeah, I totally agree. Win. And I'm sure everybody's seen by now. And I never got to watch it, but maybe I still will. They officially canceled Cowboy Bebop. It's not coming back, at least not on Netflix. You see, they're petitioning to bring it back, though. I wonder where it would end up. If you were a betting man, where would a show like, because you've seen it, where would it fit the best if it wasn't on Netflix? I HBO think, Max? I think if HBO Max picks it up, make it more like Radio R, and yeah. then yes. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Speaking of HBO Max and Rated R. Holy crap, you know what came out tonight? We haven't watched it yet because we're we're on it with our podcast now. The Peacemaker came out today. 
I just want to let everybody know if you're listening to it and you haven't already watched the Peacemaker show, they released the first three episodes. So you got to get out there. And I've seen nothing, by the way, but fantastic reviews. People are loving it. And they're saying no James way. Gunn. I've seen this on the interwebs itself. James Gunn has saved the DCU. No. Yeah, that's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. I can't give him all up. the movies. <laughs> F Zack Snyder. We need more James Gunn. Make the Gunverse. Oh my gosh, the Gunniverse! I'd watch that for sure. Yeah, because you know it'd be wacky, it'd be silly, it'd be it'd be all sorts of cray. Hell yeah. Um, last time, you know, it's been so long since we did an episode. We were talking about Santa Inc. And it's funny, I was listening to that. I will, I often will listen to our previous episode before we start a new one, so I don't repeat things because I'm forgetful. And I was raving about the show Santa Inc. and how funny it looked. And how everybody should watch it. It's got Seth Rogen. It's got all these characters in it. You know, you're going to love it. Sarah Silver, Sarah, what's her name? Silverstone? Silverman? Silverman. Sarah Silverman. And you know what? I watched it. I watched the first two episodes and I stopped because it may have been one of the most awful TV shows I have ever seen. <laughs> it was garbage. I, I actually watched one episode and I stopped. I didn't like it. <laughs> It was terrible. So, you know, we've talked about in the past how some shows like Big Mouth and uh, Paradise PD sometimes confuse being gross for being funny. This show seemed to confuse just using foul language for being funny. Like, oh, if if an elf says fuck off, it's hilarious. Guess what, guys? It wasn't funny. It was awful. And I was all for it. Like, I like the actors. You heard me. I was raving about everybody should check it out. I feel so bad about telling anybody to check it out because it was terrible. Retract. Retract. Yeah. Fully retracted. Do not watch this show. Pretend it didn't exist. It's a bad, 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 bad. Um, Let me ask you this, Mr. Ren. Did you watch The Matrix? Oh, yeah. Sure did. Let's hear it. What's your amazing And I highly, highly dislike it. (laughs) Almost to where I hate it. Wow, that's strong. I think we might have, once again, in the same episode, no less, a difference of opinion. New year, new me, man. I I love it. Yeah. Yeah, I think they they tried too much to make a a parody of itself. Mm -hmm. And they they try to cater to the woke culture. culture. Yes. It's just, just, you know, it's just, I didn't like it, man. It was boring. (laughs) My wife, my wife also hated it. She got up and left. So my opinion is a little bit different. I think a lot of people forget how awful the sequels were. The Matrix sequels are absolute garbage. And if I'm going to take all the Matrix and I got it all weighed out in front of me, the only good one is the first one. But this one is the second best one. So you're not going to come in here and tell me that two, three, or however many you shoved in between it, the video game is better than this one because they're not. They're garbage. So... Uh, one great movie changed the genre. This movie, it was fine. It was whatever to me. If you're a Matrix bro, it's like, yeah, okay, it's more guys going blah, and he's like just OP, like you know, I don't know whatever the hell he was doing, blocking spam. everything. Spam, <laughs> spam. So I don't know. I didn't hate it the way you seem to hate it. I'd give it a right down the middle, a solid five. I like Keanu Reeves. He's a favorite of mine. But yeah, I, I'm whatever. I think the one thing I hate the most about that movie is freaking neil patrick harris man like of all the people you chose him to be the villain of this movie of all the people like god damn it 
You don't like Neil Patrick Harris, or you just don't like him in that part? Like him that part. Like, he, it, it just threw me out of the movie. I'm like, this is, like, if he, if he was there as his therapist for like that one session, right. And then I'm fine. But then, no. <laughs> the fact that he was like the main program. Yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, man. The part that really confused me is when he asked how he met his mother. I'm like, that does not belong in the Matrix. They should not have brought that up. <laughs> no, not at all. Nothing. Um, moving on from a movie that neither one of us seem to care that much about. So watch it or don't. We don't care. Yeah. Uh, I've been watching this one show. It's been on for a while. It actually started on TBS. Uh, it's kind of a really quiet, uh, well-acted uh, interesting show and it's called search party i've talked about it in the past talked about how much i enjoyed oh, yeah. search party season one season one was fantastic season one was basically four young adults fresh out of college starting their careers when one of them becomes obsessed with finding a missing girl that she went to college with wait is this the one with maybe yes that's right maybe okay. from arrested development whatever her name is she has a pretty cool real name but i wouldn't even attempt to pronounce it um so yes so she's in it. She also has that one guy that I think at one point during a past podcast that plays her boyfriend. I said, this guy's the next Seth Rogen, <laughs> even though he's oh, yeah. skinny, but he had that, that, that vibe, that Seth Rogen vibe. So first season, very cool. Second season, they find the girl and it turns into like this thing where they become awful murderers. And then you're like, holy crap. Uh, and she goes, it turns into like, she, they all start to go to, uh, or at least the main character has to deal with going on trial for the murder of somebody okay season three they flip the script completely and she the main character maybe from arrested development she's the one that gets missing because her, she gets a stalker that decides to tie her up and keep her in his house the whole season okay at the end of season three she dies but it hey. comes back to life she only dies for 38 seconds or 37 seconds oh. okay but she comes back with this newfound like religion almost like she's seen the future. She knows how to fix everybody. And she turns basically into a cult leader. So season four goes completely off the rails completely. It's like the show is completely different than the beginning. And I don't want to ruin it because I still feel like people should watch this show, but let's pretend season one is what it is. And it's been this kind of like interesting kind of dramedy. It's got some funny parts to it for people and then let's say at the very end, they're all eaten by vampires. That's what happens essentially without that's what's happening. It goes so sideways and so sci-fi that the last couple episodes don't seem like the same show at all. <laughs> yeah, it starts out like, you know, true crimes. Yeah, it's like a true crime sh comedy. And it turns into this really sci-fi futuristic weird thing by the last season. It's so bizarre. And all of a sudden there's vampires. And they're not really vampires. I twitched it from what it really is because I didn't want to ruin it because I'm still hoping people will kind of watch it. But uh, overall, the series as a whole, I give a solid seven. The final, the first season, I'd give like a nine. The final season, I'd give like a three. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> the, the writers say it's a satire that's uh, kind of teaching us the millennial experience, whatever the hell that means. I'm too old to know. So uh, it is what it is, I guess. Man, it's just like Cobra Kai. Just like Cobra Kai. Did you have anything else you've been watching on uh, HBO Max? Uh, I've been just watching my DC shows. Like I got into oh. Titans again. I'm almost nice. done. And then once and is, done, it, is it holding up? Still pretty good. Um, uh, it's it. It depends on who the episode. It. Oh, okay. I, I I enjoy it for what it is. Um, 
And then I'm hoping I get done that with that so I can watch Doom Patrol. So I watched, remember I talked about it, the, the, the last season of Doom Patrol is dope. That's a fantastic show, by the way. Yeah. So I'm really hoping uh, the Peacemaker kind of hangs out as that kind of high quality. Yeah, I might watch Peacemaker maybe tomorrow since um, I still need to watch Boba. It might be a perfect weekend show, honestly. Yeah. Um, Some other TV tidbits. Did you see, I don't know if you ever watched the Goldbergs. Do you know what the Goldbergs is, at least? It's like yeah. a sitcom based in the 80s. Uh, the dad on the Goldbergs, the actor that plays the dad, got fired for misconduct. So it would be interesting to see how they write him off. I, we should start taking bets. I'm going to say either A, heart attack, B, divorce. It's going to be one of the two. Um, Divorce. Divorce, okay. Well, I'll let you know how he ends up exiting. Maybe um, he'd be hit by a train. Oh, that would be hilarious if they're just real mad at him, just make it awful. I love it when shows do that. Remember when South Park got mad at what's-his-face Isaac whatever his name is, play chef, and they just killed him in a million different awful ways. <laughs> that happened to uh, Two and a Half Men, too, with Charlie Sheen. Oh, really? They just kill him off. <laughs> I love that. That's the best way. If I'm the writer for a show and the star quits, I'm yeah, that's what I'm doing. Absolutely. Uh, also, a couple other t- TV tidbits is there's been a lot of new TV on network. You know, network said, hey, new year, new TV shows. Most of them have been very average. One called American Auto, they kept claiming is the next office. I'm here to tell you that it's not the next office. It's not terrible. It's not great. If you want a mediocre sitcom, it's your guy. Now, however, I did find a show that didn't get nearly as many good reviews or as many uh, push. You know, it's not getting the marketing push. Uh, called Abbott Elementary. This show is fantastic, and it is exactly like The Office. <laughs> so, for everybody that turned into American Auto, hoping for those Office vibes, forget it. It's not your. It's not your. You know your thing. Look for Abbott Elementary. It's on ABC or Hulu or wherever you watch this kind of stuff. It's hilarious, and it's filmed documentary style. They talk to the camera just like The Office. It is really, really well done. Nice. I hate it when they're always like, it's the next office. And then turns out it's not like, who are you? Why do you <laughs> proclaim that? Damn it. Well, they want you to watch it. You know, probably what it is is like, we got it. One of the 18 producers of the office. So it's produced by the people that made the office, you know, whereas this other show has nobody from the office, but yet it's exactly like the office and just as hilarious. It's like, yeah, just like when I tell people to watch, you know, what we do in the shadows. It's like the office but with <laughs> vampires. <laughs> exactly. It's perfect. It's great. Uh, okay. So I think it's time to move on. Uh, since I think we'll take a quick break and we'll come back from our break. Rather than doing tasty trailers because we had a guest today, so we're already running, running against it. I'm just going to jump into the news only because I have such good news stories. I have, uh, I'm going to do three of them. I have a bunch, but I'm going to do my three favorite We've got farts and jars. We've got subscription tacos. And we've got people getting chopped up by their wives. Catch you on the flip side. Need affordable graphic design? Visualantidesign.com should be your first stop. High quality work at low, low prices. Perfect for every need from corporate to personal. Visit Visualantidesign.com now and request your free quote. And for a limited time, mention Audio Knots for 10% off your first project. And we're back. All right. So I, I teased the three stories that I want to have. So I'm going to ask you, Rin, which one you want to hear first. Do you want to hear about farts in a jar, subscription tacos, 
or getting chopped up by their wives. Let's go in order. You had the perfect order. Okay. Farts in a jar. So TikToker. TikToker. Her name is Stephanie Motto. Have you ever heard of Stephanie Motto? No. So she's famous. They call her a TikToker in this Rolling Stone article. But I know her because you know what my wife makes me watch? 90 Day Fiance. Okay. She's a part of that show. She was on 90 Day Fiance. What's kind of cool, though, is she was kind of a chubby lesbian on 90 Day Fiance. Now she's a smoking hot TikToker. So I don't know what happened between that show and now, but she's figured it out. And uh, I'm out. I'm in. Uh, This woman has started selling her farts in a jar for and she's made (laughs) for a thousand dollars a jar. And she's made two hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred, two hundred thousand dollars for selling her farts in a jar. It says uh, 90 Day Fiance star Stephanie Motto, a YouTuber turned adult content creator. That part I didn't know. It makes me more interested. Who claims to have made upwards of two hundred thousand dollars selling her farts in a jar. That's uh, it's quite wild. She's uh, she posts things called a day in the life of <laughs> a day in the life of fart jar girl. With, it has videos showcasing her diet, lots of protein, lots of protein shakes, uh, cabbage stews, um, and she. <laughs> oh my god! She says she receives dozens of requests for custom content per day, ranging from photos of her uvula to vials of her own poop. She was shocked at just how high the demand for her jars of farts had become. So surprised that she started selling them for $1,000 a pop until she sold $200,000 worth of farts in a jar. Now, let me ask you, Ren, if you were making $200,000 in fart jar farts, why would you stop? Is there any reason why you would stop? It seems like a million reasons of not to stop. I don't know. That's a, what, 200 jars? Yeah. Do you want to know why she stopped? Because she has stopped because she injured herself farting in the jars and you're saying how is this possible so so, so <laughs> it stephanie better. It, oh, of course it gets oh, better yeah. this is just the beginning of the story so our dear friend stephanie who i think by the way just so everybody knows i feel like this whole thing is she's some sort of goddamn marketing genius and this is some weird thing in her brain i don't think she's ever once farted in a jar <laughs> i don't think she's really injured herself i think this is all part of the plot so listen, the plot thickens. Stephanie claims that while producing the farts in the jar, she had to start eating more and more fiber. Right? We talked about the protein shakes and all this other stuff. So her diet got so bizarre and she was squeezing so hard to fart all the time in these jars so she could keep selling her $1,000 fart jars that she ended up thinking she was having a heart attack and she ended up in the hospital. So it built up and it started to go apparently the wrong direction up into her chest. And she thought, oh my God, I'm going to die. She ended up in the hospital and they said, hey, listen, idiot, you, you got to be careful with what you eat. You can't be doing this. It's not good for your 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 system, your internal goodies are having issues. And so she realized that maybe it wasn't such a good idea to fart in jars. So you're thinking, oh, no, poor Stephanie. How is she going to survive? I mean, she's only beautiful. And on TikTok, how will she continue to make ridiculous money from really stupid Internet guys? Here's the next thing she did, because this woman is clearly the smartest human being on earth. Our friend Stephanie Motto from 90 Day Fiance is selling 
NFTs of her jars of farts. <laughs> How the hell do you do that? How the hell do you do any of it, my friend? Isn't this amazing? You have to admit that she's a goddamn genius. Genius. I need I need visuals now. What's her name? Stephanie. Her name is Stephanie Stephanie Mato. So if we're gonna spell it out for everybody at home that wants to see uh visuals as well, it's Stephanie S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E Mato M-A-T-T-O. Um she had a business that could ended up committing herself to the ER and but has pivoted to <laughs> NFTs to take the pressure off. So, is it just like a moving picture of a jar, or what is it? Yeah, that's right. Yep, You're, <laughs> I'm telling you, this woman has created. She's a marketing genius. I can't figure out any other way to explain what she's done that's made her successful, other than she's turned herself into a hot. By the way, if you look at her at in 90 Day Fiance to her today, um, you have to give her credit. They asked her Rolling Stones with the hard hitting question said, "So, how did you decide to pivot?" to nft fart jars uh, was that before you went to the er she says i was working with a graphic designer on developing a collection of digital fart jars we had actually launched that already fart jars nft.com for anybody who's really following along uh, it's also available oh no my page is moving stop moving it's also available uh in, to mint on open seas uh, and it's basically a collection of 5,000 unique digitally drawn fart jars. So I don't know if anybody follows those apes, you know, the digital apes that they have. It's essentially that, but different drawings of jars. So, um, yeah, idiots are paying for that now. So you're telling me we need, we need to go find a hot because we already got the graphic design part done. Yes. All we need is a hot and then we go NFT. Yes, correct. Yeah, so she went from selling fake $1,000 jars in real life to selling $200 NFTs all day long without doing anything. So uh, good on you, Stephanie. You are, in fact, my new hero. Yeah, one thing I learned from TikTok, you want to get famous on TikTok, you need, like, you be hot and you got boobs. That's it. That's really all it takes. That's the whole skill set. All right. On to our next story in the news, Jacuz. Taco Bell launches its first ever taco subscription service. Say hello to the Taco Lovers Pass. Now, this is the best part about this article is this is literally the PR announcement from Taco Bell. And I was so excited. I'm like, oh, I'm all about this. So Taco Bell is doing its most to kick off your 2022 with a nationwide debut of the Taco Lovers Taco Pass, a digital taco subscription that takes the value to the next level and is going to satisfy any taco craving. Okay, so you can get the Taco Lovers Pass, which allows fans to redeem one of seven iconic tacos a day for 30 consecutive days at participating U.S. locations, all for the price of a low $10 subscription. I mean, this actually sounds pretty good if you're a Taco Bell fan. Wait a minute. $10 a month gets you 30 tacos? Yes, that's correct. But you have to eat one every damn day. So all of our taco friends out there who like Taco Bell tacos, and here's the part about it that's kind of fun. Every single one of the tacos is different. I feel like Taco Bell should send us money out at this point. So Taco Bell, not a sponsor, should be. Taco Bell is saying for 10 bucks, you can get the pass and you can go to Taco Bell every single day 
for a month and get a different taco on your taco pass. What's uh, the catch? What's the catch? There's no catch. They just want to get you going to Taco Bell all the time. I'll tell you what, though. Here in town at our Taco Bell, you better have an extra hour and a half if you want to go there because the line is always a thousand thousand cars long and i don't know if it's because they're giving out tacos or what the hell's going on but even before this deal it was we don't like whatever i don't eat a ton of fast food i definitely don't go to taco bell because it's just not worth the wait it'd be funny if it was like ten dollars a month taco every day if you miss a day you gotta wait you, you, next you lose it yeah so part of it is you do have to become a rewards member which is free to do but it, that's they're doing what they're doing they're building a loyalty program uh, they're going to give you some of their most famous tacos. So you could get the crunchy tacos, the taco supreme, the spicy potato taco, the Tor- Doritos Locos tacos. They'll all be part of this deal of getting different tacos every day. I'd be more curious of how they come up with 30 different tacos, but I'm sure they'll all be like small variations on a the theme. Well, it's, you know, you pay 10 bucks a month, but then you probably go there four times a month. So I'd say that's $4 a month. But then you're actually paying ten dollars a month, yeah. right? That, that's the hope that you pay the ten bucks, you won't actually ever go to Taco Bell to buy their twenty cent tacos. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, it's still running now. So, if you want to participate in the Taco Lovers Pass, uh, you can go in and your thirty days basically start. So it's not like a specific month. Your thirty days start as soon as you buy the pass, and then the, the clock's running. So you gotta you gotta be ready to go. Uh, make sure you're not on a diet with your New Year's resolution or something like that. So my final story is actually gruesome and amazing. Um, the headline is what caught me. I was like, because you know I like rappers. I myself fancy myself a, a really poorly done rapper. Ukrainian rapper. This guy's very popular in the Ukraine, kind of like us in Russia. Ukrainian rapper was chopped up and fed to the rats by his wife after having an affair. So Alexander Yusko, a.k.a. Andy Cartwright. I mean, why is that his rap name? <laughs> we should start there. He should, no wonder he got chopped up. What a, he went from Alexander Yusko to Andy Cartwright. I'm like, bro, that's not a good rap name. What the hell? Uh, he was happily married family man with a newborn son. So this makes the story a little sad. But after his wife, allegedly, we, she hasn't been charged yet, or convicted she's been charged but not convicted allegedly murdered him and fed him to the rodents cartwright has become the victim of what russians authority are calling the perfect murder is it really the perfect murder if she got caught so i don't know about that if it was Uh, perfect we should we shouldn't be reading about this yeah the perfect murder is one none of us know about (laughs) uh 37 year old marina kokal chopped up her husband with a with a hacksaw and fed his body parts to rats all while Yusko was still alive. Oh my God. This is vicious. I mean, I feel like the crime is not good. You shouldn't cheat on your significant other. Correct. We can agree on that. Getting chopped up while alive with a rusty hacksaw. I'm just assuming it's rusty uh, and fed to the rats is awful, especially because she's probably letting him see the rats eat them. How many rats are there? How does she get so many rats? Kokel. <laughs> I mean, just the Ukraine. Ukraine has many rats. Uh, 
Coco admits to feeding her husband to the rats, but claims that he actually died from a drug overdose and that she did not want the 30-year-old rapper's fan to know that he met such a horrible fate. So apparently this was better than a drug overdose because drug overdoses are pretty normal for rappers. Uh, authorities also claim that Coco had... Oh, okay. Sensitive listeners out here, this somehow really gross story just got worse. <laughs> authorities also claim that Kokel had sex with Yusko's corpse after she murdered him. Now, I'm curious. How I'm, no, <laughs> I'm no scientist. I can see how this might work the other way. But, how, yeah, same thing you're thinking. How is he at attention? I mean, I'm, is this one of the things that just kind of goes, you know, your rigor mortis kind of a thing? I don't know. When you die hard, you stay hard, baby. <laughs> Die Hard, starring, starring Bruce Willis. Uh, despite forensic reports and Kokel's own admittance of killing her husband, there's no evidence of the murder and the investigation is still ongoing. What the hell? I mean, that's, I was going to read you more, but that's how the story ends. This is your story? <laughs> it ends with a cliffhanger? It ends on a cliffhanger. Isn't that wild? So apparently she, maybe it is the perfect crime. <laughs> no wonder <laughs> she's going to get away with it. This is fairly new. Uh, so here's the latest update as of eight days ago. Let's see what KISS 95.1 FM has to stay. Do they give us a conclusion? No, it just says the investigation remains ongoing and a new court case has been scheduled for later this month. Wow. Well, there you have it. So if you're a rapper... Married to a Ukrainian hot. Do not sleep with your fans because, you know, vengeance will be served. Mickey Mouse style. That's so gross. Mac Mouse. <laughs> Mac Mouse. So th that's it. That's all I have for today's episode. Do you have anything else you want to add before we wrap it, punch it, and post it? Man, it was a jam-packed episode. Just big shout-out to Alex. Big shout-out. Um. I forgot to ask him to um, promote his uh, his tags. Oh, can you do it for him real quick? Yeah. So if you wanna if you wanna follow Alex, it's at a l i x p h o m Alex Palm. I'm glad you spelled out his first name because when you told me to look him up, I kept spelling Alex with an e. So everybody yeah. note that it was Alex with an i. Yeah. So shout out to him for coming on our show. We always love getting guests. Hopefully, we get more. I'm thinking that should be our 2022 New Year's resolution. Let's see if we can have a guest every third episode. I think we can. You know, I didn't want to brag because, you know, he's the influencer and we're happy to have him on. But yesterday, no, the day before yesterday, we surpassed 4,000 followers ourselves Let's on the go. Twitters. Now, I know that's nothing compared to the real peeps out there, but I am guessing we could probably get some guests from our 4,000 followers. So, uh, be paying attention. If you're on our Twitter account, I may be reaching out to some people and asking them, especially some of those that follow us that have very interesting stories. We have a lot of comic book artists that follow us, and that could be some fun conversations, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. Cool. Right on, man. Anything else? Um, I think it's dinner time, so let's dinner go. Dinner time. All right, everybody. Have a good one. We'll see you all on the flip side. Bye. Show me what you got. What do you think? Is that is that a Tuscan Raider? <laughs> <laughs>